Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin for Biblical Principles for Inner Healing, January 24th, 2022, Monday. This is the day you already know that the Lord has made. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to rejoice because I'm glad that I'm alive and I'm living in it. And because I, I understand that the plans that God have for my life are good not evil, to prosper me, to bless me, and to bring me into such great, 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 great success. God has good things in store for us. How many of you know this? I I briefly, I'm dropping in for a second, for a minute, for a moment, because I want to exhort you, encourage you, and remind you that you are not alone. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to talk about this one second, one minute, one moment. Uh, But, you know, we're going to pray first. Father, we just thank you for being together in the midst of us, Lord God. We thank you that you are the Alpha and the Omega, that you are the Arthur and the finisher of our faith, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that your word will not land on deaf ears, for we will become doers. We will be doers of your word and not hearers only, Lord God. And um, we thank you for opening our ears so we can hear our hearts, so we can receive and believe and for giving us wisdom to know how to do what we hear, Father. And we just give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys again. Um, Please make sure you share my podcast. Thank you so very, very much for supporting me. Hit that support button if you guys would like to support us. And we're going to jump in. I just wanted to... um, Yes, we're getting ready to dig right into it. You guys, I just wanted to drop in to remind you that you are not alone, that our Abba Father has not forsaken us and he has not forgotten about us. I'm only going to be here with you briefly for a second, for a minute, for a moment. Um, But before I do, I want to read this Bible verse to you really, really quick. Give me one second. I'm here on the phone. He tells us here in John, he says in John 14, 18, he says, if you know, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray to, uh, I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him, excuse me, it neither sees him, knows him, but he knows him for he Excuse me. It neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and you will be in him. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. The Lord is saying, I will not leave you as an orphan. See, when we feel like when we're feeling like we're alone, isn't that what an orphan spirit is? When you feel like an orphan, whenever you start feeling like, oh, I'm by myself. Oh, I have no one else to help me. Oh, I'm all alone. That's the orphan spirit. But the Holy Spirit, the Lord said, I will leave you. If you obey me, keep my commandments. You know, uh, I will give you the spirit of truth and he will not leave you. He is your helper. The Holy Spirit is our helper. And Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you nor forsake. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. 
You don't have to ever feel like you are alone. Because he tells us in Hebrews 13 and 5 that he would never leave us nor forsake us. God has not abandoned you. So it doesn't matter how we feel because feelings are flaky. They're attached to our soul, our emotions. And our, our emotions are triggered by what we can see, touch, feel, or think, hear by our five senses. That's what our emotions are attached to. So we can't, he says, set your affections on things above and not things below. We can't walk by what we see. We have to walk by what we believe. We can't walk by what we feel because sometimes one minute you feel up, another minute you may feel down. You know, we have these hormones. So we have to walk by faith and not by sight. It doesn't matter what I feel like. It doesn't matter what it looked like. And be careful with your words because our words are weapons. Just like the word of God is a weapon, so is ours. We have that same power. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Be careful of those words that you are releasing in your atmosphere. God knows, take take it to the Lord in prayer. And when you release that word, make sure you release that word in faith. Like I used to be. I thank God I'm not like that anymore. Because devil, you don't get my words. How about that? I'm very careful about the words that I speak because I understand the power. I really do believe that my words have power. Do you really believe it? Because when you really, it's not being fake or anything like that. You just understand the power of your words. And when you understand the power of your words, you will know that life and death is in the power of your words and you will eat the fruit thereof. In other words, you're going to eat your words. <laughs> so be careful of the words that you speak. No, it doesn't matter if you feel like you by yourself. It doesn't. And in the natural, you may be physically alone. Um, but God is saying, I'm, 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 I'm telling you, uh, I'm telling you that you're not alone. He tells us in John 14, 18. Go back and read that. He said, you're not alone. If you obey me and keep my commandments, I'll become, I'll send you a helper. The world can't receive the spirit of truth because the world is not of the truth. He said, but I'll send you a helper. The Holy Spirit, I won't leave you as an orphan. I will come to you. He says, I'm not going to leave you. You feel like you're alone. You feel like you're by yourself. But when we get all off into the feelings like that, that's when we come up out of the spirit realm. When we come into the carnal realm, we come out of the spirit realm. And that's when we get in that carnal realm, that's when the devil can start to use our words to frame our world. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. The word of God says, Set, you can master your emotions. <laughs> really, you can. I, you guys go back and read my podcast called um, um, Being Emotionally Stable. Yes, I know we have natural hormones, um, but the, uh, even even in that, you know, the Holy Spirit can give us wisdom to show us out what, what we need to do. Um, but this body, which is God's temple, how many of you know, it has to line up with the word of God. It, it's not OK uh, um, for us to live under the curse in any way, because, see, we have been redeemed from the curse. So when we're taking on sickness, disease and all this kind of this stuff. Uh, and we're accepting it because we're in this world, okay? The weapons will form, but they're not going to be able to prosper. So when we can't start giving into the, the the things of this world by start confessing, because you know you're going to conf- you're going to possess what you confess, okay? 
You're possessing it because you're confessing it. Life and death is in the power of our tongue. So we speak to our emotions. We speak to our hormonal system. And we command all that stuff to balance and line up with the word of God. I don't know about you, but I believe in miracles. I believe in miracles. I believe that signs and wonders will follow yes even this word because this word is being released in faith because I don't know about you but I'm a believer and when I read it I just believe it because I believe that God cannot tell a lie he said he would not leave us as orphans so it doesn't matter what I feel like it doesn't matter when that spirit comes on me that spirit of heaven is trying to come on us to make us feel like oh like Elijah said I'm the only one Lord there's no one else I'm the only prophet that's left but the Lord said he said to Elijah, you're not the only one. I have thousands, ten thousands of other prophets who have not bowed their knees to Jezebel. You're not the only one. You're not the only one. God has not. You're not the only one that's suffering either. You're The, the only thing that's suffering is our flesh. You do know that, right? Because the spirit is fine. Our spirit comes from the Holy Spirit and the spirit is fine. You all right. You already all right. I know it don't feel like it, but for real, you are. How do you know this? Because that's what the word of God tells us. That's what the word of God teaches us, right? I believe the report of the Lord. And when the Lord says that we're not alone, I believe, I believe it when he said he would never leave me nor forsake me. I believe what he said. I believe what he said. I believe what he said. I believe the report of the Lord. I believe the report of the Lord. Do you believe the report of the Lord? You know, I want to read this Hebrews 13 and 5. It's the Amplified uh, uh, Bible. It says, um, let your character or normal disposition be free from love of money, including greed, variance, lust, and craving for earthly possessions. And be satisfied with your present circumstance and with what you have. For the God, for he, God himself has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor nor forsake you or let you down. Relax, my hold is on you, or surely not. The Lord is saying this, that's the amplified, you know, but the, the summarizer, he said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you nor forsake you. God is not a dad beat father. He's a good, good father. It's his goodness and his mercy that draws him to repentance. Let's get stay in fellowship with him. Delight yourself in the Lord. Keep your worship music going. For the spirit of heaviness, we put on a garment of praise in that spirit of oppression, depression, and that demonic spirit that's trying to make you feel and believe that you're by yourself. In the natural, maybe you are, you are alone. When God said it's not good for man to be alone, he was talking about he needed someone compatible to himself. He was talking about another physical person. But when he was saying it wasn't good for man to be alone, he wasn't saying because Adam was lonely. It's a difference in being alone and being lonely. Okay, you can be alone and not be lonely. That spirit of loneliness, that comes from the enemy. See, Adam was not lonely because he walked every day. He walked in fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. They used to walk through the garden and the Lord would talk to him. You can, you won't experience loneliness when you're walking in fellowship. I'm telling you what I know. 
when you're walking in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you will not feel lonely. You can be alone and not feel lonely. Okay. So when God was saying it wasn't good for man to be alone, he wasn't talking about him being lonely because Adam, he was walking in fellowship with the Lord in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. And as we begin to delight ourselves in the Lord, there's no way we can delight ourselves in the Lord. There's no way we can walk in fellowship with the Lord and be oppressed and depressed. Okay. God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So for that spirit of heaviness, we come against it right now in the name of Jesus and we break it in Jesus name. And we say you go because we walk. Let me tell you, let me exhort you, encourage you and remind you to spend time daily fellowshipping with your Abba Father. If you are born again believer, God, how many of you know that God is your father? And we are children of God and we are sons of God in Psalms 82, 6, I believe, say we are God's. The small g, meaning, because why do I say that? Because God is our father. So just like we say we are sons of God, we are children of God, as he is, so are we. We're not gods. Don't get that confused. I think it's Psalms 82 and 6 or something like that. I'm not saying we're gods. I'm saying what the Bible says, small g-o-d, because God is our father. That's just like I say, okay, well, Martha is my mother, so I'm Martha's daughter because I came out of Martha. And as born-again believers, 2 Corinthians 5 and 16, 17 tells us, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things have become new. And Romans tells us, I believe it is, who has not the son, the spirit of God is none of his, right? So we must be born again like Jesus told Nicodemus and John. Very, very, I say unto you, unless a man is born of the spirit, he must be born again. You must be born again. That which is born of the flesh, the natural birth is born, born of the natural but that was born of the spirit. We, we're born of the spirit when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior is of the spirit. So we must be born again. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man can come any other way. When we try to go through any, there's only one way to Jesus. Let's, let's settle that. I'm, I openly confess because Jesus said, if you confess me before my father, I will confess uh, and before men, I will confess you before my father. But if you deny me before men, I will deny you before father. So Jesus Christ is Lord of Lord, kings of kings. He is the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Okay, we can't go any other way. We try to go through another religion. Uh, he said, we're a thief and a robber. He's the only way. We cannot bypass Jesus. This is what makes a religion false. When they w- refuse to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the only way. Some of them will even try to be tricky and say, well, we believe in Jesus. Yeah, but what do you believe about Jesus? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father? He redeemed us. It was because of his blood. It was for God so loved the world. John 3, 16 tells us that he sent his only begotten son. His son, Jesus, had to come to redeem us. I'm trying to I'm trying to get us to understand just how much God loved us. He did not create us for failure. God did not create us to abandon us. How can we be alone when God is omnipresent? He's everywhere at the same time. The devil cannot be everywhere at the same time. That's why he has to go away and then come back. 
He, that's why he's roaming, seeking who he can devour. He's looking for someone who believe, don't, who, who believe that their God has abandoned them. You know, the same breath I can use to complain is the same breath I can use to give God praise. I don't know about you, but I refuse to, no matter what I go through, I'm going to, I'm going to plow through no matter what I go through, because I understand that my God is greater. How many of you, do we believe it or are we just saying it? We have to believe it in our heart. We can, we can confess a lot of stuff. But how many of you know what's in us is what's going to come out of us? Greater is he, the spirit of the living God. Do you know what this means? That because our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, who is our helper. This is the spirit that God said, Jesus said he would put in us, that he would not leave us as orphans. John 14, 18, when he said, I will not leave you as orphans. But I was seeing the spirit of truth, the helper, the Holy Spirit. Come on, y'all. Let's fellowship with him. Come, let's reason together. Spend time with him. Let's acknowledge God in all our ways. Let's begin to act like children of God. We're not grown. He said we have to come to him as a child. See, grown people don't see a need uh, for parental guidance. But when unless we come to him as a child, he said, we cannot enter into the kingdom of God. We have to, we have to see God as the father and we as the children. And when we understand that we are not orphans and when we understand that God has not abandoned us and when we understand that our Abba father loves us and when we can get the perception of ourselves as a child, Remember when you used to, as a child, you said to go and ask your parents for anything that you need because you understood I am the child. I can't just do what I want to do. I have to acknowledge my parents in all my ways so they can direct my path. You know, the world call it parental guidance. How many of you know that as children of God, that we need our Abba Father parental guidance? And those who are the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Now, our Abba Father, who we say is good, it's not, it wouldn't be good. He wouldn't be a good father if he abandoned us. That wouldn't be a good father. That would be a dad beat father, right? If he abandoned us. But God said, I'm not like man. I don't know how your father, natural father was, but I'm a father to the fatherless and a mother to the motherless. And I'm telling you that our Abba Father, who is a good, good father, was by his goodness and his grace and his mercy. I don't know about you, but it was his goodness that drew me to him. Because when I came to him, I saw just how bad I was and I understood, but he graced me. It was because he was so good that he saved me. It wasn't because we were so good that he saved us. It was because he was so good that he saved us. Because even when we were yet sinners, the Bible says that the way he proved his love to us is that when we were yet sinners... He still came and he died for us on purpose, knowing that we were going to deny him. We were going to denounce him. We were going to ignore him. He already knew all this, but it was because of his love. It was because of his grace and it was because of his mercy. I'm telling you that God loves you. And when we have confidence in God's love for us, guess what? Fear, loneliness, abandonment, none of that 
will have no place in us. It doesn't matter if they know who you are. As long as God know who you are. How many of you know you can be popular with people and not be popular with Jesus? I don't know about you, but I don't want to stand before him. And he say to me, depart from me, you work of iniquity. I never knew you. But you say, God, but I prophesied in your name. I, I, I cast out devils in your name. I, I laid hands on your name. I, I taught in your name. And he said, you know what? You depart from me. You worker of iniquity because I never knew you. I never had a relationship with you. I never knew you. I don't know about you, but I'd rather be popular with Jesus than to be popular with people. I dropped it. Because I wanted to exhort you, encourage you, and remind you that God's word is true. And he meant everything that he said. And he said in John 14, 18, that he will not leave us as orphans, but he will send a spirit of truth, the helper, the Holy Spirit. He he didn't just come down here and die and die for us to redeem us but he said I'm I'm going to leave my spirit in the earth so he can be in you not just with you we have to quit seeing God is just being with us and we have to realize that the spirit of the living God as believers is on the inside of us the same spirit the same power that raised Christ from the dead it lives on the inside of us our body can we get that Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Corinthians 6, I believe it is, we're 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 bought with the price. The precious blood of Jesus had to redeem us. We're not our own. When you start feeling alone and when you start feeling lonely, you tell that devil that you're not an orphan, that you have a father. You have an Abba father because he said he's a father to the fatherless. And a mother to the motherless. You are not alone. And our father has not abandoned us. He said, no, don't allow what you go through to dictate to you that God is not with you. Because you're not the only one that's going suffering. We have other brothers and sisters that's going through the same stuff. And that's how Satan wants. He wants to isolate you to make you think that you're the only one. And some of you won't tell your story so God can get the glory because the devil's got you feeling ashamed, thinking you're the only one. But the devil is a liar. So tell your story so God can get the glory because we overcome him by the blood, a word of our testimony and the blood of the lamb. Go on and testify about the goodness of your father because when we confess Jesus before people, men, he confesses us before our father. God and testify. Always be ready to give an answer for the hope that's on the inside of you. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. Be encouraged and go tell your father because you're not you're not an orphan. You're not alone. You're not by yourself. Go tell your daddy. Go tell your father you are a child. I don't know about you, but as a child, I didn't worry about the gas, electric, rent, the food. I didn't worry about that stuff. That wasn't my portion. That wasn't my part. I had parental parents. I had I had people over me. I had my parents over me. That was their responsibility, not mine. I was a child, okay? 
And that's how God wants us to see ourselves. He's our father. Whatever it is that you need, a word of encouragement, clothing, whatever it is, he will send people to help us. This is why it's so important. I don't know about you guys, but God used people to help other people. So don't, when you see somebody with a need, quit praying about it. If it's something that you can do, go be about it. If someone say they need food, go buy them some food. Don't pray that God bless them. Remember, faith without works is dead. Find a need and meet it. When we're se- when we're not Christ-centered, we're just self-centered. And I say it over and over again, the most miserable people in the world are selfish people. Because God never created us to be selfish. He created us to be givers. It was for God so love that he gave. The reason he gave was because he so loved. And so this is why I say people, the world don't care about how much we know until we show them how much we care. Jesus said, faith without works is dead. If you see your brother or sister destitute in need of food and clothing and you just pray, your faith alone cannot save them. For faith without works is dead. Find a need and meet it. Find a need and meet it. I'm finna end it here. Then, then you will begin to live again. When you begin to love, you can, you'll begin to live. God, people are impressed. People are impressed with how many, how well we preach, teach, or none of this. It doesn't matter. If you say you're an evangelist or whatever you say you are, there should be some fruit in your life that's manifesting to show. And you don't even have to tell people who you are. Just be. You know, when you are a woman, people look at you and say, that's a woman. You don't have to go around telling, I'm a woman. I'm a, no, your, the character, the, the gifts, you know, all this stuff should be operating in you. If you say you're an evangelist, your heart desire should be to want to see people saved. Um, God said, the way you're going to know my disciples is by the love that they have for one another. So let's go out and be God's disciples. The Bible said we're supposed to make disciples, not church members, not disciples. The purpose of the building is to prepare and equip the people for the work of the ministry. The work is in the field because Jesus said, I didn't come for those as well. I came for those the sick. What's your service to your community? Because Christ was a, he was, uh, he, he is the greatest customer service rep. He served his community. If you don't know what to do, do what Jesus did. He fed the hungry. He was concerned about the natural physical needs of the people. He didn't just preach Bible sermons. He didn't just teach Bible sermons. But he he said, I didn't even come to be served. I came to serve. God used people. God used people to help other people. So while you're praying about giving this this person need a sandwich, why don't you go and buy them one? That ain't nothing to pray about. When it's in your power to do good, then go and do it. Go and do it. Everybody has something to give. If you ain't got but $5, go, go buy them a $2, a, a, a french fry and a hamburger. That's $2. Come on now. If it don't cost you nothing, it don't count for nothing. If it doesn't cost you nothing, it don't count for nothing. Jesus said it was the widower that gave the most. Even though the rest of them was dropping their abundance in the basket. He said it was the widower. Why? Because she gave out of her need. It's easy to give out of your abundance. 
But when you give out of your need, that's a sacrifice. That's to give out of all that stuff. You would have thought, you know, in the world, people would have been impressed by them dropping wads of money in the basket. No one would have recognized probably the widower. But Jesus focused on the widower because he said she gave the most because she gave all she had. It takes more faith to give when you ain't hardly got than it does to give when you got a lot. If it don't cost you nothing, it don't count for nothing. And don't do the least you can. Do the most you can. Okay? I dropped in to tell you you're not a victim. That you're victorious in Christ Jesus. And everybody has something to give. The fact that you're still here on this earth means you have something to give. Every joint supplies a need. We are the body of Christ as born again believers and we have got a work to do. And the work is in the world. It's time that we get up and instead of constantly having to have people to pray for us, we've been, and I'm not against that because we, we called to do that. But I'm saying it's time for us to come out of our own selfishness and start doing for somebody else. And I promise you, that's when you're going to come alive. That's life and life more abundantly. When we start doing what Jesus did, that's life and life more abundantly. Doing the works. We're supposed to be prepared and equipped for the work. The work. Jesus looked out at the at the multitude of people and he had great compassion. Because he said the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. I don't know about you, but my prayer today is, Lord, use us as your labor. Let we will go, Lord. Send us, Lord. We will go. Send us, Lord. We will go. Will you be a labor? Will you be a labor? Lord, today, use us however you see fit because you're the parent and we're the child. Therefore, Father, we do what you say. We don't tell you what to do. We do what you say. Lead God and direct us, Father, in the way that you would have us to go because we're not victims. We're not victims. We're not victims. We're victorious in Christ Jesus. We're not orphans. So every time you begin to feel like you're alone, every time you begin to feel lonely, you tell that spirit back up off of me because I'm not an orphan. My father did not leave me alone. He gave gave me the helper called the Holy Spirit. He is the spirit of truth and he laid God direct us into everything that is true. Devil, you are a lie. It doesn't matter what I feel like. I'm telling you that my father said he would not leave me as an orphan. He would not leave me nor forsake me. Now you read John 14, 18. I know what he said. It doesn't matter what I feel like. It's what God said. He said he would never leave me nor forsake me. He said, after you've suffered a little while that God himself will settle you, establish you, restore you. That's his promise. And I don't know about about you, but I don't want to, I'm not going to go around and repeat the lies of the devil. I'm going to say what God say. You can call it what you want, but I'm going to say I am committed I believe it. I'm telling you, believers believe. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart. What he said, 
Greater is he that's in you. When he said, no weapon for him against you shall prosper. He didn't say the weapon wasn't for, wasn't for him. He said it won't prosper. It won't be able to do what it was designed to do. How many of you know that the devil wants to kill you with a common cold? Those, everything that the devil does, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants, he wants an insect, he wants a spider bite to kill you. The end result, the devil's end result for our lives is to always take us out. It doesn't matter how minor it is. The goal is always to kill, steal, and destroy. That's his mode of operation. We, we cannot settle for any part of the curse. We have been redeemed from the curse. Cursed is he that hangeth on a tree. Jesus hung on the tree. He became a curse. He who knew no sin became sin so that we can be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are a king's kid, a king's daughter. We're heirs and joint heirs in Jesus Christ. We are sons of God. We are children of God. We have an Abba Father. We're not fatherless. We're not motherless. Even if your natural and your father mother forsake you, or even if they have gone on before you, he's a mother to the motherless. He's a father to the fatherless. This is what his word says. I say what he say. I agree with what he say. And it doesn't matter what I feel. I set my affections on things above and not on things below. And I, we speak to our emotions and command them to line up. You guys listen to my podcast, How to Be Emotionally Stable. Because anything that you don't master, it will master you. The devil is defeated and Jesus is Lord. Yes, God gave us emotions. Jesus wept. Okay. But not to live by them, not to walk by them. He said that the just shall live by faith. It doesn't matter what it looked like. God's word is true. And that's enough for me. I'm getting ready to end it here. Remember Hebrews 13 and 5. Go back and read that. Read the Amplified. It breaks it all down. Read John 14, 18. Please spend time, take a second, a minute, a moment. Read John 14, um, um, John 14. Read that whole whole chapter because he's talking about let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Read the whole John 14, entire chapter. Hebrews 13. Read the whole Hebrews 13. Read it from the Amplified Bible if you can. I mean, he's really breaking it down to us. He said, I will support you. I will, I will, I will take care of you. I will, I will. He has promised to supply every need. What is it you need? Go tell your father. Go take it to the Lord. Go tell your Abba Father what it is. You are, when you was a child, I don't know about you, but if I needed something, I went to my parents and I told them because I understood that it was their responsibility to take care of me. And when we begin to see ourselves as sons and daughters of God, and we really get a revelation that God is our Abba Father, we too, like we went to our natural parents and told them what we need. We will go to our Abba Father and say, look, you say you was a mother to the motherless, a father to the fatherless. And my Abba Father, here's what I need. And guess what? God used people. Sometimes you may have to give away what you need to get what you need. He, he's trying to pull us 
out of our place of complacency, out of our place of selfishness. Some of us are miserable because we're selfish. And all we do is think about ourselves and no one else. And when we're self-centered, we're not Christ-centered. You hold on, you know there's no condemnation. This is a correction, a, a teachable moment. I'm trying to talk how we can live life and life abundantly. It's not all about money. It's about the mission. It's about accomplishing our father's mission. It's about accomplishing our father's purpose in the earth as ministers or reconciliators, as ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm getting ready to end here. You guys be blessed. Be so encouraged. Keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout this wonderful, wonderful day.